Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team thanks for coming in i know uh it's been a long road Uh, i know that a lot of people are surprised we're actually here and i appreciate the time and effort that and patience especially on everybody waiting to uh, see how this was going to play out in terms of who we would select and during the whole process i got a lot of people to thank we you know one thing i want to remind and point out to people over time you know, this is my 20th year. Maybe I'm entering my 21st year as general manager, and then prior to that, I've been with the Yankees for a long time, and had a lot of experience of, of uh, you know, managers and coaches, and and uh, have a chance to be a part of a process or at times lead that process. And I want to remind people, you know, um, something that we are very proud of. You know, I've worked with as GM now two managers. I had Joe Torre for 10 years. Uh, I had Joe Girardi for 10 years, very lucky and appreciative of the time. And and during that entire 20-year process, I got to believe, and this has got to be a record historically, I've never made any change in season on a coaching staff, let alone manager. So I think that speaks to this is a collaborative effort. We're all in with the people we work with, and as as they commit to us, we commit back to them. Nothing ever goes perfect. As you know, baseball is an inexact science. Um, but the people we gravitate to and surround ourselves with from ownership's position down to the culture that they create is they want the best minds they possibly can have. And usually when you collect a lot of great baseball people, then you gravitate to good ideas. And we are very proud of that fact that we're going to be introducing somebody that we think is going to be a great asset for this franchise, someone that we can work with and collaborate with and plug and play with and grow with and, in good times and in bad because nothing ever goes perfect. Um, I remember, you know, during this process, too, as I was wrestling whether the candidate that was recommending, that we were recommending, was going to be someone without, an ex- without experience in the manager booth. And I rem- it made me reflect back to 1998 in February when George Steinbrenner came to me um, and Bob Watson had stepped down, and he said, can you meet me at the uh, Regency Hotel downtown? And uh, I want to talk to you. And I said, okay. So I came down, never done this job before as general manager. And, and the boss said to me, I've talked to enough people that tell me you can do this. I can go out, outside the box and recycle somebody, not outside the box, but I can go outside the franchise and recycle somebody who's done this job before and bring them in and plug and play. But I've talked to enough people that I respect, you know, people that he's relied on over the years who they were. You know, I know some were Gene Michaels, some were Bob Watson, amongst others but they say you can do this. So he took a chance on me back in 1998, and here I am 20 years later. 
And I reflected on that a little bit while we were going through this process as I, as I had people that I respect, people like Tim Naring, people like G Jim Hendry, Mike Fishman, David Grabner, Chad Bowling, Jason Zillow, uh, Steve Donahue, uh, you know, Kevin Reese, you know, a lot of people, Dan Geis, that were part of this interview process along with ownership. And we all came away with extreme impressed, we were extremely impressed with, with uh, one candidate in particular, the one that we're introducing today in Aaron Boone. And with that, we were all in and we made recommendations to ownership. They digested that information and, uh, and then gave the green light to go forward with someone we're extremely happy to bring back to the New York Yankees, uh, number 17, uh, being reintroduced to this family, uh, Aaron Boone, as the next manager in the New York Yankees. Aaron, can you come on up? thought that would go a little smoother. <laughs> um, this is a special, special day for me and my family. Um, I just want to first start out by thanking the Steinbrenner family for entrusting me in this position. Um, it really does mean the world to me, and it is, feels like the chance of a lifetime for me. And to Brian Cashman, Randy Levine, the one thing I promise you guys is you'll get all I got. And um, I'm so excited to be here. A couple people I want to acknowledge real quick, two of my best friends in the world that made the trip out here, my agent, Adam Katz, and Ryan Stromsborg, means the world to me that you're here. Thank you, guys. <clears throat> and my wife, Laura. Uh, we have four kids at home that I'm sure are trying to in class, watch the press conference. They're so excited as well, but with school and their sports and stuff, they're staying back home. So just want them to know that we love them more than, than, uh, than they can possibly imagine. And I'm just so grateful to have Laura. These last few days have been obviously a whirlwind for us. And now the next few months with family things are going to be crazy. And I could not have a better partner and a better person uh, to, to go through this process with, and especially as the mother of, of our children. So thank you to all you guys. As far as the team goes, and, and we'll get into questions with all you guys, um, obviously this is a team with loads of talent. This is a team that in many ways came of age this year and arrived, and I'm really comfortable and believe that me and my staff will – be part of helping them take the next step. And obviously the expectations here with the New York Yankees is to win championships. And certainly that's always the goal when we set out each and every year.
But what I'm most looking forward to is the chance to have an impact on young men, on young ball players, and being a part of them taking the next step to now become championship level players. Um, it's been a great last few days for me on the job, getting started, being on the phone with Cash, discussing different things, talking about putting coaching staff together. It's been a crazy few days, but something that I can say has energized me. I've loved every second of it, and I'm really confident that when we get to spring training, we're going to be able to hit the ground running and, uh, and hopefully, again, just help this club take the next step uh, as, as we start out embarking on the 2018 season. Um, with that, are we going to open it up to questions? Yep. Okay. Thank you. Stay right here. Yep. Just as a reminder, uh, if you kindly raise your hands, we have wireless mics on both sides um, of the room. It's a, a crowded room, so uh, please be patient. Also, if you'd be kind enough to introduce yourselves prior to asking the question to Aaron, and I'll help uh, moderate off to the side. Aaron Romblum from AP. In your broadcast job, you had to be forthright and tell it like it is. With what is expected of modern managers, do you have to be more comforting to players and less publicly forthcoming about uh, being honest about bad things that happen during games? Well, certainly the most important thing is going to be my relationships with players. So, um, you know, I expect myself and our staff to be very forthcoming and honest with our players. And I think the way you, you can breathe into guys, tap into guys, the most is by establishing relationships. And one thing I promise you is we're going to have great relationships with our players. And I feel like that will allow us, because they know we care so much about them, they'll know that whether it's we're talking about something positive and giving them affirmation or whether it's, you know, a correction or something that we've got to address that needs to get better, they'll know from me, they'll know from our staff that it comes from a great place and someone that they can trust, and um, and 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 I think in the end they'll know that we're going to always do what's best for the New York Yankees, and and I think that'll be something that'll be evident um, within that room in very short order. We're going to go to your left, Aaron Sweeney, against the wall. Aaron, uh, congratulations. Thank you. It, it would seem that the biggest obstacle you had to overcome to convince the Yankees you were the right man for this job was overcoming your lack of experience. How do you go about getting the players to buy into that who are more dire most directly impacted by this? Well, hopefully <clears throat> it starts obviously with a relationship, but that's a respect you earn. And hopefully I think in short order I'll be able to earn that respect. You know, that they'll be able to look in me, at me, trust in me, know that, you know, I have their interests at heart, but know that hopefully I know what the heck I'm talking about. And that's, that's something that you have to earn over the initial days in spring training, in the season. Um, I'm certainly confident in my ability and the fact that that will happen, but that's something that's earned. And, you know, big league players are great at – at understanding who's for real or not. And 
um, I'd like to think that they'll know that in very short order. We're going to take one here from Mark, direct center, the second row. And after Mark, we're actually going to take a few questions from fans via our uh, Twitter Twitter site. Hey, Aaron, Mark Feinstein, MLB.com. At what point in your career did you first think, I want to be a manager? And going back to the, the question Sweeney asked about the experience, were you surprised when you found out that you got the job? Um, you know, I think I've really started, the juices have started to flow the last couple of years. You know, I was very fortunate to go right from the field to ESPN, so it allowed me to stay in the game that I love, and I forged amazing re relationships that, and lifetime relationships with people that I worked with at ESPN, some that are here now, and, <coughs> oh, excuse me, um, the first question again? Oh, yeah, so it's been a couple years now. Um, I just have felt this tug. I felt the game kind of calling me a little bit. And I, f I have found myself more and more looking at these games through a manager's lens. And then this, this postseason where we do the game, every game on radio, you know, I, I was around A.J. Hinch, Dave Roberts, every day. And these are guys that I go way back on. And I think the, I felt like in a lot of ways I was looking at the, in the mirror with these guys. And <clears throat> I think it just solidified in my mind that, I've, I want to make this transition. And <clears throat> so I didn't, I had no idea as far as how long it would take or, you know, what my path would be. And I was at my son's football game four weeks ago or whatever, and I got a call from, from Cash, and he said, hey, do you want to interview for this job? And I think it, I think it was heck yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as I, so uh, we scheduled the interview, and I came out here, obviously having never gone through an interview process like this, so not really knowing what to expect. I talked to a couple of friends in the game, Craig Council, AJ, Dave Roberts, you know, just to get a little background about what I might be in for here. And so I came, and I spent seven hours with these guys. It was, it was long. It was tough. It was so fun, and I left here, and people were like, how'd you do? You know, I got, you, you, it's amazing, you're reminded every now and then how many Yankee fans are out there in the world, and I live in Arizona and play golf and have friends with guys that are like diehard Yankees, so are telling me every rumor that comes out, but they want to know how you did, and my answer was, I have no idea. I mean, I, I think I represented really well. I came out here to get the job. I didn't come here to go through an exercise. I came out here to get the job. But that being said, when I left, I at least felt good that I represented well. And then it was a matter of if I'm their guy or not, I guess we'll find out. So I was very much at peace, actually, waiting for the decision to come down. And then when I did get that call again from Brian, um, as you can imagine, emotional moment. Um, but I, I think immediately made me hyper-focus on, all right, n now we're in. Now let's get going on making the Yankees the best we can, and, and I'm part of that process. It's a good segue. It, it also have an, an interesting uh, note. I think it's a, it's a sign of the times, and it's obviously a nod to the stability that the Steinbrenner family has established here with the organization that the last time we had a day like this announcing the hiring 
of a manager, Twitter was a couple of months old. It had just been conceived. And the Yankees didn't even have a Twitter page. So as the PR guy, I'm not sure if we're in a better place than we were back then, but it's, it's definitely the way of the world right now. We're going to take a couple of questions that we selected uh, from fans. And this is a, actually a really good segue from what you just said, Aaron. This is from at Lord Chosen. Sounds like uh, the Players Weekend. Somebody had that on the back of their jerseys this year. Uh, Aaron, the question is to Aaron, obviously. How, do your family, how did your family and friends react to the news that you would be named the new manager of the New York Yankees? Yeah, I mean, it's the New York Yankees. So, obviously, I mean, that is goes across the world with, you know, how big of a deal that is. So, I think my family and friends, I don't know if everyone's come to terms with it. I, I mean, they keep texting me over and over again, people that I'm close with, people in my family, like, is this really happening? You know, those kind of things, because they understand just how significant of a position this is, just how big of a deal this is, and just, I think, in their mind, excited for me, understanding the possibilities that come with um, being a part of this amazing organization. Andrew, did you have a question? Second row to the right. You can pass it along, Kenny. Marshand, ESPN. Aaron, how will you define success for yourself as the manager over the three years plus an option of this contract? Well, obviously I'm going to be judged on wins and losses in the end. And, and, and with the New York Yankees, we're chasing championships. Um, you know, I think I'll be, as a manager, someone that, you know, isn't chasing after, you know, wins every day. I want to get locked into the process. And by doing that, I think we have a chance to get the best out of our players. So I want to see guys, and there's so many guys, as you know, on this team that are in the prime of their career, not yet in the prime of their career. And I want to impact them to be able to become better players. And I think you do that by getting lost in the process. And along the way, I believe with the talent that we have, with, with what we have in the farm system, with the resources we have here, success in a wins and losses and hopefully a championship will follow when you're, when you're getting the most out of your guys. Harp, staying uh, in the same area. Aaron, John Harper with the Daily News. Um, as a son of a former manager and then a player and a broadcaster, did, are you a guy that kind of managed along with managers thinking about decisions and the in-game decision-making, how much of a challenge is that for somebody that doesn't have experience in it? Yeah. Um, so since I was three years old, my mom will tell you, you know, growing up, going to Veterans Stadium every game, you know, I was the kid at three years old while the other kids were off playing in the room and playing different games during the – during the game, I was the kid sitting in the walkway behind home plate in our seats, like locked in on the game. You know, for <laughs> as well-rounded as I would like to think that I am, the bottom line is the one thing I know and have lived and am is baseball. So in a lot of ways, I've been doing this my entire life. And certainly, I think the last few years have really looked at so many things through, at least in my head, through a manager's lens 
in the last four years, I've gotten to do the whole postseason on radio for ESPN. And, you know, so we're with the managers every day. We're with them through the World Series. And so I find myself day in and day out just managing these games, trying to picture how these things are going to unfold. What's the game plan going into that? I find myself really thinking about those things. Um, as far as the in-game stuff, there's obviously going to be some things that I'm green at as far as getting my feet wet and getting rolling and game situation. Um, I feel pretty comfortable that, again, that's another thing that I believe will come in short order to me as I get the mechanics of things down. And, uh, you know, I think p part of what goes with that is surrounding myself, too, with an outstanding coaching staff that we're in the process of putting together. And I feel like – I feel confident that we're going to have a – world-class coaching staff that is going to be a huge part of supporting me because it's certainly not all about me. I was in the back, uh, back left in the middle. Aaron, Joe Rivera, Sporting News. Um, there's been a big analytical sweep in baseball. Everyone talks about the analytics. What is the balance between the human element, that cliche, and analytics? How do you view that as a manager? A, a balance is a is a great way of putting it because there's certainly a balance. Um, I've been a guy that's really tended to buy in to the, all the analytics that are going on. This is an organization that leans on and relies on analytics. So I frankly can't wait to dive in and ingest all the information that we have. And I look forward to starting a few days ago, starting now, starting in spring training, taking all the information we get and and then being able to get it in the hands of our players. And I think where the balance comes in is being able to tap into each individual in that room. Who can we overwhelm with information? Who wants a ton of information? Who do we need to leave alone? I think that's the art form in that room um, in trying to get the most out of the players because I think one of my main jobs is getting the most out of each individual player and I have to have the ability to tap into that and I think there is a balance uh, across the board on that. To your left again, Brian. Hey Aaron, Brian Hoke with MLB.com. 20 minutes and nobody's mentioned the home run yet. Uh, <laughs> how did that one swing change your life, would you say? Um. <clears throat> You know, not a day goes by that, I, or a week goes by, I should say, that, you know, I'm always reminded just how big the New York Yankees are and how far-reaching far they are because I get – it gets mentioned to me whether I'm walking through an airport, um, w however far away from New York City I am, and you understand the rivalry that exists between New York and Boston. So I've had hundreds of stories told to me about where people were, what side of the ledger, and how personal of a story. I, I have the same kind of sports memories as a fan going to a football game or different baseball games. People have those intimate stories. And what's been great about it as I've gotten away from that whatever, 15 years ago, is to hear the intimate stories that go along with it. You know, I appreciate it now. For a long time, I kind of tried to distance myself from it because we lost the World Series. 
And, you know, as you meet athletes all the time, you know, some of the things that stick with you the most or you remember the most are not getting it done. And I'll never forget the Marlins celebrating on the field. And um, that's a, something that's ingrained in my head. And, you know, I think one of the things that motivates me now in this job to go chase that ultimate prize. Leads into a good question from another fan. CP7NY asks Aaron, are you looking forward to your first trip to Boston and getting a warm welcome? I am looking forward to, Bo to Boston. I don't think it'll be warm anymore. I'll tell you what, you know, since the Red Sox have had their success and won their championships, I feel like since I've gone back there, um, <laughs> It's been a little more good-natured, if you will. I, I don't think had they not won championships, it, it would be so good-natured. But at least my experience has been is it's been good-natured ribbing. I would say now that I'm actually trying to take food off their table or wins off of their board, um, I would say it won't be as good-natured anymore. But one of the things I loved about my time here, and you know, Laura got to experience it, as, as she traveled up to Boston, it was just how special of a rivalry it is between the two clubs. And, you know, I look forward to being, being a part of that. And now, you know, the manager of that team happens to be someone that I've known for a long time and am very friendly with and very fond with. And I'm looking forward to now um, striking up that rivalry with him. Bruce, right in front of you, Aaron, second row. Aaron, Bruce Beck, WNBC-TV, welcome back to New York. Thank you. You've handled pressure well as a broadcaster. You handled it well as a ball player. What about being the New York Yankees manager when you're in that losing streak in July? How are you going to handle the pressure, you think? Well, I mean, that's – look, I haven't been there yet, so I, I respect that. Um, but anyone who knows me the way I live my life is – I think I'm a pretty consistent person. No matter what's going on, no matter what chaos, positive or negative, is going on around me. Um, you know, I feel like one of my strengths is, you know, the person I am and, the, and that you can rely on me, whether, you know, it's going haywire or whether we're rolling. Um, and I know there's going to be times where it's both. And, you know, I think one of the reasons I'm up here is I think they've probably recognized that um, – that I'm a pretty measured guy and a very consistent guy and someone that certainly my players will be able to count on, especially in a storm. We'll take a few more. Juliet in the back right. Hello, Juliet Papa, 1010 Wins. How are you? Hi. Um, what is your philosophy on crisis management, whether it's about a particular player or publicity or, or some big problem with the, the team or, or a teammate? Right. Well, first of all, I have a great team up here, so obviously different things are going to come across our desk, um, and those will be things that we work out together. Um, I would say when it comes to dealing with a player, again, I think that's where the relationship is so important and why I think, especially initially, one of my most important job is to gain the trust of the players, to know that they have someone that cares for them, because I think that's when you're able to pour in in a transparent and an honest way so that, you know, when you don't have a good relationship, it's sometimes hard to, to 
to tell somebody something they don't want to hear or to get on somebody. But I feel like when the relationship exists and they know it's coming from a great place, um, I think you're able to get through those times. So that's one of my biggest challenges will be gaining the trust of those players. We'll take one more from a fan and then a couple more from the media and then we'll break, uh, conclude the press conference and break out into small groups. Last one comes from at Basra, which will be harder? hitting a major league fastball or dealing with the Metro New York press? <laughs> well, I'm 44, so my bat speed's not real good anymore. <laughs> and these guys throw really hard now. So um, I'd, like to <laughs> I'd like to think dealing with you guys. I have a great relationship with so many of you. Um, I'm a pretty honest guy, pretty transparent guy, so I know there'll be some tough days and some pointed and tough questions at times, but uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge of, of working with all of you in, in to varying degrees uh, each and every day. Brendan. Hey, Aaron. Brendan Cuddy, NJ.com. Is it important for you to have someone with previous managing experience on your coaching staff? Um, well, we already have Larry Rothschild. So that's all kinds of experience. Um, yeah, experience is certainly a factor and something that should be of value. Um, but it's not the end all for me and not a prerequisite. I want smart sitting next to me. I want confident sitting next to me. I want a guy that can walk out in that room and as I've talked to you guys about relationships that I expect to have with my players, I expect that to be even more so with my coaching staff. So I want smart guys capable of connecting and impacting players. And whether that's a guy with all kinds of experience or little experience, I'm not real concerned about that. Uh, middle left, Carl. Uh, Aaron Carl Ravitch, ESPN. <laughs> here with Buster and Mark Desherry. Congratulations and Thank congratulations you. to the Yankees. Uh, you're getting a great guy. How are you going to deal with the obvious sadness and depression of leaving our family? <laughs> we, I almost broke up, when, broke, broke up a little bit when I mentioned. Um, I'll deal with it okay. I'll get, I'll get to see you guys plenty. And, and like I said, it's, it's guys like you that eight years of relationships that I've forged and built that I feel like will last a lifetime. And... Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, um, having you guys cover me and us on the other side. And now I can decline certain things <laughs> with you guys. I'm looking forward to that. Take a couple more. Ed. Ed. Ed Randall, WFAN and Sirius and MLB.com. Congratulations. As an important part of Yankee history, does the home run you think give you uh, a head start with the fan base? I don't know. I mean, obviously, people know me for that. Um, people have treated me very well when I come back here because of that. Um, maybe it, it certainly allows for some good graces to start things off, but, you know, ultimately now I'm going to be judged on my performance. And to me, that performance is, again, impacting players and helping guys take another step in their progression as major league ball players. And in our case, a lot of 
star ball players. So um, maybe some good graces to start, and they're familiar with me to some degree, but uh, April will be here soon enough. Couple more, yeah, in the back right. Aaron Marker, name from 1010 Wins. I just want to piggyback off of Carl's question. Why would you want to leave the comfort of the booth for the cauldron that is the Yankees managerial job? Um, again, I loved my time at ESPN. I loved the job, but the game's been calling. It's been pulling at me. And you miss being part of that team, the competition that goes into, you know, in the end, chasing down a championship. And that's why, you know, as an athlete, that's why we play. And um, I just feel like the last couple of years, that desire has really started to burn again. And um, I want to be a part of, of putting together and, and, and chasing down a championship, period. We'll take a last one uh, all the way in the back row on the left. Mike Gunzelman from WABC Radio in New York. Uh, congratulations and welcome. Uh, the team was only one win away from the World Series. Uh, being this is your first coaching job, the New York media can be tough, but the fans can be tough, you know, even tougher. What message would you like them to have to hear from you? Do you want them to have faith in you? What would you like to tell the fans out there? Yeah, I mean, I look, I understand the expectations. And when you look at our roster, when you look at the young players we have, you look at the farm system we have, and you look at the success that they enjoyed last year, you know, I understand what I signed up for. I understand what the expectations are. And I hope those expectations are ramped up each and every year. That's part of it. That's certainly part of being here. Um, I. I don't want to get caught up in that personally, and I don't think that I will. Again, my job will be impacting that room, getting the most out of our players, and then hopefully the rest takes care of itself because of what I think our, our roster potential is. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.